0: welcome to mtsu on the record i'm jenna loge when i interviewed student government president winton cooper for a print story in july 2021 he was cheerful and full of ideas of how to help make things better for the student population this interview which is pared down to exclude dated material gives us an insight into the young man who came here from nassau bahamas his personal hopes and ambitions, his love of environmental science, and his perspective on being an international student at MTSU. A conversation with Wynton Cooper after this.
1: Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. MTSU School of Agriculture seeks to develop the first digital agriculture center in Tennessee after landing a three-year, nearly $750,000 grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture and National Institute of Food and Agriculture. It will feature a series of linked student and non-formal educator-centered projects, as well as community outreach events, ultimately forging a strong digital agriculture data science education program focused on youth across Tennessee. Non-formal education is that occurring outside the formal school system, after-school educators, scout leaders, 4-H youth development agents, FFA advisors, plus parent groups and others. And outlook among Tennessee consumers recovered slightly from an all-time low the previous quarter, but pessimism remains high as inflation fears linger. That according to the latest MTSU statewide survey. The Tennessee Consumer Outlook Index registered a score of negative 93 in December, which is up from an all-time low in September of minus 106, but still in negative territory. The current online survey of 627 Tennessee consumers was conducted between November 29th and December 10th and has an error margin of 4%. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com.
0: Our interview with SGA President Wynton Cooper begins with a discussion of his major. Uh, You're a rising senior, right? Or you're, you're a senior by now.
2: I'm a senior now.
0: Okay. Majoring in environmental science. Why That's did me. why did that
2: appeal to you? The the real reason I came around to environmental science was when I was a senior in high school, I was the president of an organization, not an organization, but um, of a program called EcoSchools. It's a global initiative in a hundred plus countries around the world where essentially you get your school to go through these series of Challenges or accomplishments and goals in the hope of one day achieving something called the green flag. It's a green flag with a big logo on it. And it essentially symbolizes that your school has met some, you know, enough satisfactory requirements um, to merit a green flag. You're a green school, you're proud, you're an eco champion. Um, and that's what really pushed me. Um, you know, on a weekly basis, I would be in front of you know, like 700 students talking about why it's important to recycle, um, why should we increase biodiversity on our campus, um, why is it important to, you know, conserve energy, and those were actually the three main tenets of our initiative on my campus. So that's what got me into it.
0: And uh, you're going to make that uh, a priority as student government president to make MTSU a little greener?
2: Well, yeah, we, we begin to have some of the conversations on how um, through SGA we can spark some green initiatives. So I've been talking about things like um, a cycling event around campus to get people out of their cars and active outside. It's supposed to also tie into like a mental health um, and wellness kind of thing. Um, there's all kinds of ideas from a pollinator garden in the same way, um, I believe, CBAS does one on campus. So might, one might be possible for us to get done here on campus. So there's a lot of initiatives and ideas that people are throwing um, so we could come up with some kind of plan okay. of as to how we can put something together. Uh,
0: what do you plan to do after you graduate? Will you be going for a, an advanced degree or will you go right into the workplace?
2: Well, I mean. It's, it's either or, um, preferably for me. I, I would like to get into a good um, advanced degree program, if, if I get to use those words. Um, but one of the good things about being an international student in the STEM field is that you get three years post your undergraduate degree to complete what's called an OPT, Optional Practical Training, I believe is what it actually means. and um, You get to complete some work, you get to build some work experience using that. So I would have three years after graduation to work in the United States and get training and some professional experience in my field. I'm looking forward to that because we wanna get into, you know, some really good programs. um, They typically come with a requirement for some experience in the real world. That and it it is also gonna help me um, navigate whether or not what I think, I want to do for a good portion of my life is what I actually want to do.
0: Okay, could you be a little bit more specific about what area of environmental science you specialize in?
2: Mm -hmm. So I got, so I'm doing an undergraduate degree in environmental science because I think that I need the actual scientific background because what I'm actually interested in is in policy and management. Um, You know, of a particular concern for me and I, I always tell people I'm self invested in this is the the plight or the problem for smaller, less developed island nations um, when their countries disappear. So environmental refugeeism is what I'm actually talking about. What happens to a sovereign people when their land disappears? is one of the big questions that I'm interested in solving. Um, We have very few examples of what that looks like so far, but if we're following the trend and the science, we can see that by the end of the century, that conversation, if it hasn't been had, it's going to forcibly happen.
0: Well, whether, it, it, whether it's caused by climate change or some other factor, some mm-hmm. people say that the next big war is not going to be fought over oil, it's going to be fought over water. Yep. Do you think that's a possibility?
2: Oh, yes. Resource scarcity is going to be the biggest issue uh, as we move into this century, um, now through my through what I've learned so far in my undergrad, it's probably one of the biggest plagues for developing countries and trying to allocate resources. Um, larger countries, developed countries have a large role to play because you know, there's the hogging of resources, the accumulating of resources. Um, and then even we got to see that prime example of that in the role of the vaccinations worldwide. Um, developed countries, for example, you know, stored up on their vaccinations, held millions and millions of vaccines um, when there are lesser developed countries, you know, essentially begging and pleading for some. So we can expect the same kind of thing to continue to happen as resources become more scarce. Water is a finite resource. Um, it is a scarce resource, but we don't use it that way. Um, So it's probably going to be one of the major issues that people aren't currently talking about, but I suspect that it's going to be in the headlines pretty soon, especially in this country. Mm because trouts, especially in the West Coast, um, Mm -hmm. are not decreasing.
0: We'll take a break here, we'll be back. This is MTSU On The Record.
3: The Middle East-centered MTSU seeks to promote greater understanding of the politics, history, and culture of this vitally important region of the world. Its mission includes the promotion of outreach programs and faculty research. The center sponsors lectures by Middle East experts and scholarly exchanges. We're especially pleased to offer a new interdisciplinary minor in Middle East studies with courses in Arabic and Hebrew. This is Dr. Alan Hibbard, Center Director.
1: For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com.
3: The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to MTSUnews.com.
4: The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
3: The mission of the June Anderson Center for Women and Nontraditional Students is to provide education, advocacy, direct services, outreach, and programming for the MTSU campus and surrounding community on gender-related issues. The center also assists older students who are trying to balance work, college, and family. It also sponsors a monthly legal clinic, career brown bag series, book club, and a newsletter twice a year. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
0: After SGA President Wynton Cooper asserted that he has talked about various possible initiatives to help make MTSU greener, I asked him what else he'd like to accomplish. His answer was a little surprising. What are your other priorities as SGA president?
2: we can't begin to look externally before we actually fix the the broken organization that we have. We can't really have an organization that has no mission or vision. And that's a big problem because when you ask any member of our organization, what is the purpose? What is the mission? What is the vision of the Student Government Association? You come out of blank. You get a variance of responses. And even now, as I talk to you, I don't truly know over the last few years what I would be able to succinctly say our vision, our vision or mission was. So we've got to fix that. I've began the conversations and we're putting together a framework for the first time for a strategic plan um, that would outline a new mission and vision. It would outline all of the executive goals and an action plan and how we actually set out to achieve them. And it would also leave a framework for people that come after us to follow. And base off um, and base their ideas off of to see you know what was successful, where did we stumble, um, where are the roadblocks, and that's the kind of succession planning that we want to see created.
0: What's your impression of the student government's relationship with the administration?
2: We have good relationships with the administration. I can tell you this: our connections and relations with university administration are incredibly underutilized. I think that most people pass immediate past and further in the distance, haven't actually truly known how much power and sway we as an organization in representing students actually have on campus and opening and being friendly and frank with members of the university administration on what you wanna accomplish, what your goals are and what the issues students are facing on campus are, for me has been incredibly, they've been incredibly receptive. Like for example, um, the issue with the vandalism on campus, um, That sparked our planning in that specific area and it prompted us to more quickly produce a set of recommendations for President McPhee. He quickly responded, we had an executive board meeting and now a number of those initiatives are actually actively being planned and executed because of that list of recommendations that would have been provided to him and he provided an update to us. um, That. He would send back a letter with, um, you know, the progress they are making and the feedback from individual members of administration on it. So that's a specific example of how our relationship has been so far and it's been fruitful so far. The conversations have gone incredibly well.
0: Do you think the fact that you're both Bahamians helps you have a good relationship <laughs> with the
2: president? I assume. I assume. I assume that helps. Um, although we haven't particularly focused on that fact so far, but it. it it makes banter better um, between us <laughs> because, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that one, one day, a good number of years ago, he was in my position, not an SGA, but as an international student attending a university. And as luck would have it, he would end up becoming the president of the university here in the United States. He's been in my situation before, um, navigating what it's like to be a student, a foreign student, than that in someone else's country. So at that level, we identify with each other, although there's an incredible gap between
0: us. Now, nobody accused you of stuffing the ballot box or, or McPhee of stuffing the ballot box because <laughs> you're both behind Bahamians, did they?
2: No, um, actually it didn't, it didn't come up much. The fact, the fact of my being an international student did not come up much. And I didn't, it isn't something that I had actually specifically campaigned on or with during the SJ elections. Um, it's only become such a big thing post me actually winning the elections with me actually becoming the first international president. Um, I told Andrew Upman on Elizabeth Blue that I, I am not particularly keen on mentioning it because obviously as an international student who's been here for a while, I just feel like any other typical member of the university community. And that's a credit to MTSU.
0: Let's talk about being an international student for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the pandemic has sort of put a damper on study abroad, travel abroad in general. Uh, so what is, it, what is it like being an international student on, on this campus now? And ha- have the COVID protocols uh, hampered you in any way?
2: Yeah. You know, the the last year and a half, most international students was incredibly difficult. You know, the lockdowns, the restrictions in all of our respective countries, students being stuck abroad in the United States, and then policy changes over the last year and a half with, you know, the changing of administrations in D.C. Um, So there's been a lot going on in the international student world. but students have pushed through it seemingly. Um, you know, we are resilient students. We're the, we're the students that are brave enough to travel across the world to a university in the middle of Tennessee to pursue their dreams. So they they've pushed through it. And all of the international students that I know, you know, most of them you know, ended up missing their family for a fair bit. But in truth, most of them actually go extended periods of time without seeing their family at all. Now they have been shrimp trained communications and you know just the general worry of not being home while your family is away and you're not being able to be connected and you know touch them and hug them and feel them and be there with them during these unprecedented times but um, one thing that you know at least my generation is incredibly confident about is having you know access to quick communication Um, so being able to call your mother on the phone and say, hi, how are you doing today? Are you safe? Have you stayed away from all of the people and crowds? Um, what are the protocols? Like, how are people doing back home? Um, that's being comforting to know that you can still reach out to them, although you're distanced.
0: Are your parents digital savvy? Do they Zoom with you and FaceTime with you and all that?
2: Yeah, we, we hop on the phone and we call each other and we FaceTime each other. And I'm all of my family has a, like a, one big group. So we stay connected. Um, typically every morning, we all send each other messages and you know, GIFs and say, hi, good morning, everybody's okay. Um, so that's how we stay connected. And it's a similar story for a lot of students, international students here on campus. Um, they regularly check in on their parents and vice versa. Uh,
0: tell me about your parents. What do they do for a living and how many siblings you have?
2: Well, I've got a million siblings. <laughs> um, my my father is a trained electrician, and my mother, for most of my life, has been involved in like customer service, human resource work. Um, so that's what they do um, on a day to day basis. Um, that's what their job can be whittled down to. And brothers and sisters? Our number? Um, Let's see. Um, I always have to count them. (laughs) I don't see it so funny, but I always have to make sure that I don't miss anyone. I always miss someone out and then someone's upset because they're like, oh, who did he miss? Our number is nine.
0: You got nine siblings. Yes. How many brothers and how many sisters?
2: Five brothers and the balance are my sisters.
0: So you've got four
2: sisters, right? hmm We'll take
0: another break here. This is MTSU on the record.
3: The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TARA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERRA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to Terra, which has members in 20 states and seven nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
4: Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte-Gross, Wise Advisor.
1: For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote
3: awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
0: The MTSU Department of Art has the newest facility for visual arts in the state with approximately 50,000 square feet of space, including high-tech computers and computer-driven equipment for multimedia, graphic design, printmaking, sculpture, painting, and ceramics. We feature a visiting artist lecture program and an
1: exhibition program that exposes students to work by national and international artists. To find out more, visit mtsunews.com.
0: We return now to our conversation with SGA President Wynton Cooper on MTSU On The Record. How did you end up at MTSU as opposed to any other particular university in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world for that matter?
2: yep when you, you you prompt a story Jenna I originally came to MTSU and was attracted to MTSU because I was an aerospace student at MTSU um, for the most part at least from Bahamian's perspective is a school where you go to for a really good aerospace program um, so that's why I was initially attracted to MTSU um, but I had known as I was into my senior year in high school, as I talked about when I was the president of that program, and by the time that summer had ended that I wanted to change my major. So I got here mm-hmm. at orientation in the beginning of August after still having all of my documents saying that I was an aerospace student in the College of Basic and Applied Sciences. And I said at first meeting someone, I want to change my major to environmental science. Now people ask me when I tell them that, well, why did you decide to stay? Well, because I fell in love with MTSU. (laughs) And it it sounds cheesy and corny, but it was the truth because I was actually touring college campuses when I was in the 11th grade in high school. And MTSU was one of the stops um, when we came to Tennessee. And we came and we toured the place and we met President McPhee and we had some lovely cakes. And I I fell in love with the place. It was a large university, but it didn't feel abrasive. It didn't feel overwhelming. It felt as if it was homely and the people were friendly and they waved and they said, good morning. So it put me at ease a bit, I guess, in charting the unknown. Um, And I've never regretted the decision since.
0: Are you looking to, when you graduate, uh, job wise or education wise, to like stay in the Middle Tennessee area, or are you open to relocating? I'm open needed? to
2: relocating wherever. Um, I will. I will pick up and pack up my my small amount of things and move wherever the world takes me. Um, I'm. My field allows me to do that, which is something that actually attracted me to it. Uh, Being able to actually readily pick up and do my job in any country, in any place, um, at any climate, which also surprises people I'm open to, um, is something that I was attracted to it. So what we found that student organizations need all the help they can get. Administrative and marketing support for them would be a gold mine that they would like to access. You know the student government association is supposed to be the eyes and ears and advocates for students on campus and what better way to actually start and figure out what's actually happening on the ground and the leadership of student orgs because they interact with students they know what challenges um, they're facing on a weekly basis and we should be able to one advocate on their behalf whatever issues they're facing and see how we can help to facilitate them on campus. One of the critical issues that we've found in our discussions is that student organizations aren't empowered enough on our campus. And what do I mean by that? There isn't enough what I've termed organic engagement on MTSU's campus. Most of our events, for example, are all typically planned by the divisions within student affairs. So it's a fraternity and sorority life or June Anderson Center for Women and Non-Traditional Student. Instead of uh, an applicable student organization that services a similar community. Does that make sense? He took a specific picture of my socks. I wore some I am true blue socks. he took us like a like an upshot of my shoes and my socks so that might be a particularly fun one for you to see.
0: I didn't even know there were true blue socks, but I'm not surprised yeah, I, somehow.
2: I got, it from, I got it from marketing, I got it from your end.
0: I wanna thank you for the interview. I think that's it, Jenna. Okay,
4: well, <laughs> great, well, thank you for taking the time. Well, I
0: thank appreciate. you so much. We'll be right back.
4: NTSU's Jewish and Holocaust Studies minor offers undergraduate students a chance to study the culture and religion of the Jewish people and the Holocaust in an interdisciplinary program. Studies include history and culture, theology and philosophy, and the arts and social sciences. Courses tackle vital topics central to local and global awareness, including multiculturalism and the meanings of diversity, religious tolerance, and genocide. For the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
3: Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There is no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
1: Specialized training in forensic science prepares tomorrow's professionals through the Forensic Institute for Research and Education, or FIRE. The Forensic Anthropology Search and Recovery Team assists law enforcement with skeletal remains at crime scenes. Legendary forensic scientists provide lectures free to the public, and high school students work realistic crime scenes each summer at our CSI MTSU camp. I'm Dr. Hugh Berryman, Director of Fire. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com.
4: The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers' camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com.
0: Gina Fan has the middle moment. Proud Middle Tennessee State University graduates were a bit more true
3: blue at this month's fall commencement ceremonies thanks to a new opportunity to wear their devotion to their colleges on their sleeves or, more accurately, around their shoulders. Melissa Warner, assistant manager of the university's Phillips bookstore, says they ordered new custom MTSU blue stoles with each of the university's academic colleges inscribed to let students shine even more in a Murphy Center sea of graduation gowns.
0: Yeah, it's just been here within the last 10 years where I think interest on campus is really peaked with students to have something different and unique to wear for graduation or to represent the group or their organization. Then we've had some more specialized groups in the past who maybe only had 10 people that's graduating their major and they wanted something different, so we worked with them to come up with a stole. Students just want something to kind of stand out at graduation, kind of make it more easily recognizable in the, in the crowd. There's a stole for just about everything or cores for just about every kind of organization. All the colors mean something different. So depending on your organization, there is a particular color for that program or whatnot. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening.
1: MTSU On The Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.